Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, the podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411 All About Franco. And when he started, it was just Franco. Franco. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a last name until much later, which one of us will cover. Little disclaimer at the beginning, Amanda and I have been momming real hard this week. <laughs> Labor Day threw us off. Oh, it did. That and, messed up everything. Oh, my goodness. We're doing the best that we can on this. Let's just put it that way. I think we're good. I think, I we, think we know we Franco well enough. We're going to hit the high points. But we also are still, we're going to post a picture on Instagram showing how we are recording today because if you listen to Monday's recap, you know that my basement was a mess. Well, tonight we couldn't record upstairs because family coming in and out. So we're in the basement on lawn chairs, on the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) They're comfy lawn chairs, at least. They're zero gravity chairs. Yes. So I love sleep during this. Yes. (laughs) All right. Amanda's going to get us started. Yep. With... Franco. And we're going to take turns every two years? Yes. Okay. So Franco showed up in 2009. He had witnessed the cover-up of Michael killing Claudia. He sent reenactment photos to Jason. And that was whenever he was tagging everything with that CO77X. And no one knew why or what that was. And then it came to light that that was his artwork because he's an artist. His art exhibits consisted of numerous crime scenes, reenactments. When he was in Port Charles, he was doing artwork in... That studio, where is that studio now? That was like a really good space. I don't know. Places just go away. I guess they do. But that was just a really good state. Like as I was reading this, because it goes on, that he took Maxie home, blindfolded her, and took pictures of her Mm -hmm. with the chalk outline. And that was whenever they ended up hooking up. 
And it made me think of what that space looked like. And I forgot that they hooked up. And now that he's being played by the new Franco, Uh it feels really, really weird. We don't have a Franco right now. Well, that's true. To think of him hooking up with Maxie. But anyway, back to the point of the story. He idolized Jason, tells him his work in organized crime is art. Franco hits Officer Ronnie Domestico. Is that how he said it? That's right. I haven't heard that name in forever. Sure. Domestico. Okay. Anyway, with the car, and tells him to tell Jason, you choose. Franco kidnaps Sam and Carly. Jason saves Carly, and Franco kidnaps Lulu. He had been looking for Maxie, but Lulu was there, because that was back when they hung out all the time. He held Lulu and Sam in two different buildings, two different sides of the town, rigging both of them with bombs, or so they thought. Jason saved Sam, and Dante saves Lulu. Sam's bomb was a fake. Lulu's was real, so Dante got her in the nick of time. Franco left town and later sends a DVD to Joss for her christening, explaining his motivation and reminding Jason that he will kill someone for every person Jason kills. Dun, dun, dun. So let's just do some quick math here. That's 2009. Mm-hmm. Joss is christening. Mm-hmm. And we're in 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. We christen an infant, correct? Right, yeah. She's okay. a baby. Just making sure that... Yep. 2019 minus 2009 is 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's that new core math concept. It probably is. <laughs> in 2000, June of 2010, Jason kills Carter for abusing Michael in prison, and Carter's last words are, Franco says hi. Dante and Jason continue to investigate and find out Franco's real name is Robert Frank, and tracked down his mother, who was played by his real mother, Betsy Frank. That was Fra- James Franco's James mom? James Franco's real mom. Yep. Isn't that neat? That's awesome! I know! So here's the thing. I didn't read your stuff. Oh, okay. So, okay. Well, welcome to the world of 2009 and 10. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> On the show, she changed her name to Karen Anderson and denied ever having a son. Clues led them to Franco's L.A. show, where after finding a DVD revealing Franco paid Carter to attack Michael, Jason and Franco have an altercation, and Franco jumps off the roof of a building. Everyone at the art show thought that it was just part of the show, though. Do you remember that? That was so cool. Mm -hmm. I loved when Franco played Franco. At the same time, Franco stole Aiden and gave him to Betsy, but Lucky was able to retrieve him without any issue. And then Franco left again. And as he's leaving, he's seen trying to book Brenda for a whatever gig. It doesn't specify what kind, but she was smart enough to say no. And she didn't want to profit off of his crazy artwork. Mm-hmm. So that was it. Pretty basic for 2009 and 10, like just introducing us to his crazy. Well, in February of 2011, he's back. Yay! When Brenda's limo explodes. Yes. And he asked Jason if he likes the fireworks, which I think is funny because we just had that huge discussion about how much Jason likes fireworks. (laughs) In late 2011, Franco watched Jason and Sam as they prepared for their wedding. Uh In November, Franco followed them on their honeymoon in Hawaii. Franco tricked both Jason and Sam into drinking a drugged beer. He makes it appear that he has raped Sam while Jason was trapped by him and watching on TV monitor. Jason finds Franco in an undisclosed studio. Franco taunts Jason upon his arrival, and Jason shoots Franco twice in the chest and leaves him there in his burning studio. It is later revealed that Sam is pregnant, and at first they believe that the baby is either Jason or Franco's. Mm-hmm. The paternity test results come back, and Jason, not Franco, is shown to be the father, 
but Franco had one secret that died with him. In early 2012, Jason finds, so that's like all from 2011. Yeah. It was very basic the first few years. Mm -hmm. Well, he was only a guest star. Right. He He wasn't supposed to do 20 episodes and they filmed those over like three days and that was it. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. So then in early 2012, Jason finds a disc from Franco. We love technology gadgets. Discs, <laughs> flash drives, ice princesses. <laughs> Jason finds the, a disc from Franco. He and Sam play it, and it's a recording of a newborn baby in a hospital bassinet with an ID bracelet that says Baby Boy Moore. They assume it's Jason, as his birth mother, mother was Susan Moore. They have no idea why Franco sent this. In late March 2012, Sam visits the hospital where Jason was born. The only information she can find is that Heather Weber was in the room when Jason was born. Sam then goes off to Ferncliff, and after finding out that Heather is there, Heather explains that Susan gave birth to two babies and that the one in the photograph Sam shows her isn't Jason. Heather tells Sam that Jason's twin brother was sold to a nurse, Betsy Frank. Sam realizes that that is Franco's mother's name, meaning that Jason and Franco were fraternal twins. Heather is happy to know that she is related to Franco because she admires his work. (laughs) Knowing that Jason and Franco were brothers, Sam realizes that the paternity test may not be correct since they didn't take that into consideration. Sam gets a DNA sample of Franco from John McBain. (laughs) Who has connections to the FBI? Can we please do an episode on relationships that should have been? Yeah. Because I'm sorry, Sam and McBain were awesome. Yes, 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 yes. They were great. Mm-hmm. They would have been, oh my gosh, they'd have been owning this town. Yeah. Sorry. Oh my gosh, we could do like a whole what ifs. Oh my gosh, that would be fun. When Sam gets the results, they say that Franco, not Jason, is the father of her baby. Jason has trouble coming to grips with the idea of Franco being the baby's father and doesn't know if he can raise the child as his own. It was later revealed soon after Jason and Sam's son was born that Heather switched the paternity results as a revenge against Sam, not delivering her letter to Stephen Lars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Jason is the baby's real father, not Franco. And we did not say what our sources are. Oh, sorry. So we are using generalhospitalfandom.com. Yep, and Wikipedia. And I also used YouTube. Of course you you did. If you go on and do gh-franco-year, tons of people have taken only the clips of Franco and put them in sequential order. Wow. The only thing I don't like about that, though, is that you're missing a lot of the backstory because the stuff with Sam and Jason or other characters isn't there. Mm -hmm. But good job and tons of patience on their part. Right. They they did that, and it's enjoyable. And that is all that we have for 2011 and 2012. All right. So we pick up in May of 2013. That's whenever Roger Howarth took over the role. And they did go back, unlike what they did with Jason and Drew and that whole voice thing was all wrong. They went back and shot the scenes with Roger in mm-hmm. them so that everything went together. So good job, GH, on keeping the continuity there. So he shows up in May of 2013, not dead, obviously, gathers all of Jason's friends at the Haunted Star and reveals to them that he did not rape Sam and that he had asked Carter to look out for Michael not to hurt him. He was able to rent the Haunted Star because Maxie didn't know who he was because she had amnesia from something or other going on. Okay. I don't remember what that storyline was. I don't either. But that was why she let him rent the Haunted Star without being like, no, you're bad. He's arrested, but gets out on bail and makes himself known to the quarter means. Because at this point, he thinks that he's Jason's brother, like you had said. So mm-hmm. he starts making all those family connections. 
connects with his daughter, Kiki, and her mom, Ava. Sonny ordered Sean to kill Franco and then called it off. Carly turned around and ordered Sean to kill Franco, and he went ahead with it because he thought that Sonny had signed off on it. Olivia ended up getting shot. They thought it was from Sean shooting him, shooting at Franco, but instead it turned out that it was a bullet from a hitman that Ava had hired to kill Franco. He obviously didn't get shot, so he was fine, but this is when Kiki and Morgan were together. So Kiki and Morgan were living in the Quartermain house, and Franco's hanging out at the Quartermain house. In the boathouse, right? Yes. Sonny and Sean beat up Franco to tell him to stay away from Morgan. Alexis shows up on the scene and takes him to the hospital because she wants him to be able to donate some bone marrow for Danny because this is when Danny was sick. Yeah. Franco loses consciousness and wakes up thinking that he is Jason. He threatened to kill himself to protect everyone from the demons that lived inside him because he was confused. He was going to hurt Danny. They were able to convince him to come back and seek treatment and figure out what was going on. And that was when they found the tumor and removed it. Because of all of the medical tests being done at that point in time, it was revealed that Kiki was not his daughter. And in November of 2013 is when Heather revealed that she was his mom and Scott was his dad. And that was why all that doesn't didn't add up correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, Around that same time, Franco and Carly began to have a secret relationship. Franco stabs Heather because she tried to kill Carly. She then frames him for kidnapping and murdering Carly. And then Carly is rescued thanks to Franco and the police. Their relationship continues. Franco is jealous of the connection that Sonny and Carly have. And later, Kiki confirms his suspicions by letting him know that Sonny and Carly had been hooking up. So he does the only logical thing and proposes to Carly on his birthday and says that they should get married on Halloween of that year. At the wedding, he reveals that Sonny killed AJ and traps Heather, Sean, Carly, and Jordan in a warehouse. With He said there was a bomb on the door, but there wasn't. And that gave him time to go on the run with Nina and the baby mm. that she had just kidnapped. Then they ended up being captured, and Nina went to Shady Brook, because obviously she was crazy, and Franco went to prison. So real quick. Yep. I'm reading the background, and it says, and I, did you say this, that where Heather and Scott met up no i didn't say where they met up no go ahead so it says that heather escaped the institution and ran into scotty at kelly's diner oh the two shared a few drinks and had a one-night stand which resulted in franco except for kelly's didn't serve alcohol so those drinks or what was kelly's back then no it would not have been kelly's that was ruby's right but ruby's didn't serve alcohol but still it wasn't kelly's true right yeah no, thank you for pointing out their mistake with that. Yeah. That's a big mistake. That is a big mistake. It would have been, they met up at the disco. They right. met up at Luke's. <clears throat> exactly. Jeez, guys. Any of those places would have made sense, but they're not hanging out at Ruby's, Kelly's, whatever you want to call it, and having drinks, because that and it was always a diner. It never mm-hmm. served alcohol, as far as I know. I don't so, think so. But no, I'm sorry. I didn't clarify where they met. No, it might but not have been in yours. Good job in catching that. All right. So yeah, I left off with Nina's in, Nina is in Shady Brook and Franco is in prison. So is that it for 2013? Yeah. Okay. And 14. Exactly. So 2015, Franco gets out of prison just in time to hear that Sonny and Julian were planning a prison break. That was convenient. I know. <laughs> it's amazing how that works for them. He told them that he would rat them out to the guards unless they let him use their phone. Because remember, this is when they were, they had like the contraband phone and everything. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, they were working out like every single day. Yeah. <laughs> that was all Julian did. He'd pick things up and put them down. 
having a hard week of momming. This isn't even with any alcohol here. So Franco gets the phone and he calls Nina to check up on her. And he becomes worried when Heather talks to him and says that she's going to kill Nina to get back at him. And Franco tells Julian and Sonny that he is going to route them out to the guards if they don't let him come with them on their prison break. Mm -hmm. Franco provides a distraction while Julian and Sonny get some prison guard uniforms disguised as prison guards. Sonny, Julian, and Franco take Ava and they all leave Pentonville. It's like a massive breakout. (laughs) Ava and Franco argue about Nina annoying Sonny and Julian. Julian takes his eyes off the road for a moment and they crash. Franco and Ava escape out the back while Sonny and Julian engage Johnny and Carlos in a gunfight. Ava asks Franco to give her his gun so that she can defend herself. Carlos gets the drop on them and holds Ava at gunpoint. Ava begs Franco for help, but Franco leaves to rescue Nina. He makes it to Shady Book to find Heather about to shoot up Nina with... LSD? Yes! Franco manages to get the needle with Nina's help. As Heather leaves, she says she may have saved Nina, but she still wins because Franco and Nina will be separated. In order to prevent a separation, Franco injects himself with the LSD. Mm -hmm. That man does crazy things for love. That's some dedication there. It is. Do you remember those episodes, though? I mean, they were super trippy. Mm -hmm. They were funny, though. They were fun. However, the relationship with Franco and Nina did not last very long, as he could not give her the commitment and devotion she consistently craved. And during the relationship, he secretly started to fall in love with Nurse Elizabeth Weber while helping her son, Jake, recover from his time on Cassadine Island through art therapy classes. Mm -hmm. When he came back, and as we talked about last week's episode about Drew Kane, and was pretending that there was a stalker and all that stuff. Right. He was deprogramming Jake from Helena, I guess. And the issue with Nina was that she had just woken up from a coma and found out that she lost her baby. Mm -hmm. So she was, she needed. She was baby crazy. Wouldn't you be though? Yes. No doubt. Baby crazy. So then in August of 2016, Liz and Franco became a couple despite everyone's disapproval. And then later in 2016, Franco was suspected in the deaths of patients and Dr. Mays at the hospital. He has also drawn pictures of the victims. Oh, do you know what's missing? He got hired by the hospital to be an art therapist. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I must have skipped over that. I'm sorry. So Franco, in the meantime, had gotten hired to be an art therapist. I think that Liz helped with that, didn't she? Probably. Help him get that job. But so he has also drawn pictures of the victims at the hospital with a number above their heads and the number four was blank because Mrs. Prescott hadn't been murdered yet. He is no longer a suspect after Liz helped clear him. Later, Franco found out from Heather that Liz and Hayden were paternal half-sisters and he revealed this to Liz while she was recovering from being pushed down the stairs by the hospital killer who was later found to be Paul Hornsby. That was a mess. That was a mess. On December 23rd, 2016, it was revealed that Tom Baker, Liz's rapist, whom Franco terrorized, Mm -hmm. was stabbed to death. And Franco was arrested by Dante as the main person of interest. Franco denied murdering Baker and was allowed to walk free on December 26th. And it was later revealed that Tom was murdered by his brother, Seth. That was an excellent storyline. That was an excellent storyline. When... Because we had all forgotten about Liz's rapist. Yep. And then it came full circle. And you know what? That's real life. These guys get out. Yep. And that is it. Okay. What you got, 2017? 
All right, 2017. After saving her from Seth Baker, Elizabeth and Franco say I love you to each other and make love for the first time in February 2017. I don't know why I just repeated that. I'm sorry. Because that's probably how it's written. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the relationship advanced over the course of the year through helping Jake from his traumatic experiences on Catanine Island. And in August, after returning from New York, Franco moved in with Elizabeth and her boys. Later, Franco made a painting that represents both him and his imaginary friend, Drew, and it would become his most cherished painting. And then on October 18th, 2017, is when Betsy admits that she had lied and that Drew was alive and that she had to give him away because Franco had pushed him down the stairs. She had told him earlier that Franco or that Drew had died of a heart condition. Right. Franco had been obsessed with Jason all of his life because he believed that Jason got the good life as a twin and that he got the crappy life because he was on the run with Betsy all the time from John, from Jim Harvey. But at that point, he wasn't quite sure what Jim Harvey had done to him. Mm -hmm. Franco lived poorly. Jason lived in luxury. And then there was a session with Andre Maddox that it was suggested that his obsession with Jason was caused by losing Drew and that the loss may be why he was crazy and became a killer. And then despite everyone's disapproval, Franco and Elizabeth then got engaged on December 4th after realizing how much in love they were, and they were supposed to get married in November of 2018. Then in January of 2018 is when Franco meets Jim Harvey, who claims to have known both Franco and Drew from back when they were kids because he was Betsy Frank's boyfriend. At that point in time is whenever Franco and Drew begin working together to learn what happened to them when they were kids. Franco begins suffering a breakdown when confronting Harvey, Drew busts in to protect him not long before Harvey's men come in. On March 14th, he and Franco were held captive in a holding cell till they escaped and were reunited with Elizabeth and Sam at the PCPD. On April 9th, it was revealed that Franco was molested by Jim Harvey when he was three and that he saved Drew from suffering the same fate. That was why he had pushed him down the steps. He Mm -hmm. hadn't pushed him down the steps. He was trying to hide him from Harvey. After saving Elizabeth and Jake, From Jim, Franco kidnapped him and made him confess his crimes. However, Harvey got the upper hand and he strangled Franco unconscious. Before Harvey could finish Franco off, Drew shot him dead from behind. When the police arrived, Drew covers for Franco on his kidnapping of Harvey. And soon afterward, he confesses to Elizabeth on what Harvey did to him. Later, Franco and Elizabeth decide it would be best if he contacts Harvey's other victims who suffered like Franco did. It would give them peace knowing that Harvey was dead. In June, Franco and Elizabeth set their wedding date as November. Franco asked Drew to be his best man, which he gladly accepts, as they finally rekindled their friendship for the first time since they were toddlers. Months later, Franco and Liz begin to work on their co-parenting as they were helping Cameron and Aiden with their problems. In November, Franco helps Aiden deal with his bullying as he was dealing with the blowing tragic murder of his close friend, Kiki, whom he loved as his own child. Franco and Elizabeth postpone their wedding again so they can mourn Kiki. And that is the end of 2018. Feels like just yesterday. It does. It does. It's been almost a year. When I was like skimming the 2019 stuff that you're going to do, I was like, really? That just feels like that was just like a couple weeks ago. I don't know how we're into September already. So one thing they didn't say, though, is that their March wedding didn't happen because of that earthquake. Oh, right. That was when when, the altercation all happened. Yep. Because they were supposed to get married. Yes. Wasn't that their wedding night? Or Yes. Like she went, whenever he had kidnapped 
Harvey and then the earthquake or whatever happened is she was at the wedding, remember? She was mm-hmm. at the church and yeah. it started rumbling and whatever. And that was how he kind of got stuck. There was the whole filing cabinet falling on people yeah. and all that stuff. Jason was in on that too. I didn't mention Jason at all, but Jason was helping with some of that too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They have but really yeah. bad luck. They do. With- <laughs> they do. Aww. But you're going to bring us to their happy wedding this year in 2018. That whole day. Unconventional, but yeah. In February 2019, Franco is framed for the murders of Mary Pat Ingalls, Kiki Jerome, and Peyton Mills, along with the attempted murder of Lulu Falconeri after Ryan Chamberlain has hidden all of their licenses in his art therapy room. Only a few people believe that he is innocent, namely Elizabeth, Drew, Scott, and Ava. On Valentine's Day, Franco and Elizabeth finally get married, and Drew was their minister. During the small wedding, Drew confessed that he sees Franco as a brother. They do have such a cute relationship. They are cute. And now this makes way more sense on why all of the bad Franco Mm -hmm. stuff doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Jordan later knows that Franco did not commit any of these murders, and she tells him that the only way to find the real killer is if he takes the credit for the murders by pleading guilty. After some convincing, he agrees to do it. At his arraignment, he pleads guilty, and everyone is shocked, especially Elizabeth, who slaps Franco and is left distraught despite believing that he is still innocent. Scotty then asks the judge to have Franco evaluated. The judge agrees, and Franco is sent to Ferncliff. Jordan shows up to his room and gives him a burner phone so only they can keep in contact. On February 27th, Kevin, a.k.a. Ryan, confronted Franco at Ferncliff about why he pled guilty. Franco unwillingly reveals Jordan's plan to help him, but Kevin Ryan, (laughs) Ryan Kevin, (laughs) Revan, tells him that Jordan is in critical condition after a car accident and then stabs Franco in the stomach. Ow. Mm -hmm. After revealing his true identity as Ryan Chamberlain, Ryan prepares to finish Franco off and stage his death as a self-defense act, but a nurse arrives and Ryan asked her to get help. As she left, Franco attacked Ryan and escaped the cell before shutting the door on Ryan. However, Ryan was soon freed by the nurse and put Ferncliff under lockdown as he stumbled. As a stumbling Franco called Jordan to tell her that Ryan is the real serial killer. Franco escaped from Ferncliff and went to Elizabeth's house to tell her that Ryan was the killer. Elizabeth treated his wounds until the paramedic, paramedic showed up and sent him to GH. Franco made a full recovery and was finally proven to be innocent when Laura confirmed Ryan to be the killer too and was holding the real Kevin captive. So thanks to Franco and his actions, Ryan was eventually located in Niagara Falls where he tossed himself off the bridge to his presumed death. Elizabeth was still mad at Franco for all the emotion he unleashed upon her and her family, but she ultimately understood and forgave him. On July 8th, Franco and Elizabeth had a wedding reception on the Haunted Star and everyone was having a good time despite the power going off briefly. And this is where Hayden returns and Dr. O fell off and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. August 8th, Franco went to 721 DeWitt and found Cameron was being held captive by, it says Hank Archer, it's Shiloh, come yeah. on, and Dr. Arthur Cabot. Hank held Franco at gunpoint who said if they let Cameron go, they could use him instead. Cabot immediately agreed because he didn't want to be doing that to a kid. Exactly. And convinced Hank that, convinced Shiloh, that the outcome would be more successful. Shiloh reluctantly agreed before Franco was strapped into the chair. Franco asked Cameron to tell Elizabeth that he loved her and he will be back before Cabot drugged him unconscious. That was heart-wrenching. I did cry. 
<laughs> Mask habit implanted Drew's memories into Franco's head. Drew and Curtis busted the door down and rescued both of them from Dr. Cabot and Shiloh. Franco was taken to the hospital and he was still in a coma due to the procedure. Dr. Lucas Jones revealed that Franco's brain functions are working normally, but they won't know how it affected Franco until he wakes up on August 12th. When Franco woke up, he and he told Elizabeth he needed to see his superior officer, meaning he is no longer Franco Baldwin. He is Chief Andrew Kane. And here we are. Here we are. That is, I think, I think we covered all of the important stuff. I mean, obviously there's more to every character than what we can cover in a half hour, 40 minutes, but right. this hit the main points of how he progressed. I feel like he really is a totally different character than when James Franco played him well, to now. So if you think about his love interests alone, I know that Ava was with Morgan and that was weird, but could you picture James Franco with Ava? That one, okay, I lied, I could. Could not picture him with Nina though. No. And could not picture Roger with Maxie. Right. Yeah, that would you have know? been, ugh, no. So we went to Twitter and Instagram asking, who's your favorite Franco? That's a hard question. What did people say? I can't wait. I said, which Franco do you prefer? The killer artist James Franco created or the after tumor of Roger Howarth? Share your thoughts below. And yes, Roger was pre-tumor too, but most of his time has been post. Right. The after tumor, tumor Franco, of course. Roger, the good guy, married to Elizabeth. No comparison, Roger. I like both of them. I do not like Andrew Franco. Roger, Roger. Raw thumbs up. Jer. <laughs> I love James Franco as an actor, but prefer Roger as the character Franco. I've followed him since as the world turns. Yeah. Wow. Roger equals best Franco. James Franco, of course. My guy, James Franco. The good one. I don't like him as Drew. Definitely Roger. So lots of Roger fans. And I'm mm -hmm. with you. I, okay. I'm a fan of how unique the character Franco was. Yes. That whole storyline like, was just written really well because, okay, so the actor, James Franco, came to GH, said, I want to be on a soap, did 20 episodes over three days, but he just said he wanted to be an artist and he wanted to be crazy. Mm -hmm. He didn't give them any other, like, he didn't write his own script. Mm -hmm. So the way that they wrote his character, I feel like is so above and beyond their mm -hmm. normal bad guy killers. Like, yeah. the show's obviously always good and I love it. But just, like, the depth that they went to to show his crazy was crazy. Like, it was so good. And he did a really good job of it. He portrayed it perfectly. So that, I think, is what I miss with Roger portraying it. Not that he's not an awesome actor because I followed him, not from whatever, but from um, One Life to Live and love him. And he's doing an awesome job with how they're writing the character now. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's any way that he would have been able to play Franco back then, just like you just said, I don't think Franco back then could play Franco now. There's, there, it, I know they're supposed to be the same character, but yeah. it's like they're two completely different people, which I guess is the whole point of before and after tumor. But but Roger <laughs> did play a little crazy. He did. Like, he, he didn't played, play evil. So when he was on One Life to Live, mm -hmm. he played Tom, Todd Manning, and he was a jerk, and he could play nasty and crazy. It, it just wasn't that same level of crazy that they had Franco to. Mm -hmm. The writing was just completely different. So, yeah, I can't. I don't have a favorite. They're just completely. On separate. Twitter, people were saying, I prefer Roger. James Franco creeped me out big time and I couldn't stand Franco. <laughs> 
Roger makes him lovable, even though he was a psycho killer pre-tumor, LOL. Yeah. Roger, Roger, Roger. Wow, you go, Roger. Yeah. And I think that it's also, I mean, like you said, Franco, James Franco was not on for very long. Mm -mm. I mean, he had a very powerful story. And he brought out some really good stuff in Steve Burton. Yes. You know, I mean, he, the thing I liked the most about him being on is that he fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was James Franco. And I don't think he was as, maybe he was as well known, though. See, I didn't know who he was then. But, I mean, I'm pretty sheltered. We've gone through that before with music and TV artists. No, but he just, because, I mean, when we have these guest appearances by, I mean, I mean, love Chandra Wilson, and she, we love when right. she's on. But they she doesn't write her in. Like, it's still like she's a top-layer character. Do you know right. what I mean? Or Franco, even though it was only 12, 20 episodes, they, like, really got him in there. Right. But, right. I mean, Richard Simmons has been on how many times? Right. <laughs> and it's always been a novelty. Yes. You know, so... The fact that they took someone, and I feel like they took him seriously, uh, he wanted to experience soap opera acting. Yeah. And they were like, all right, challenge accepted. Right. Here you go. And he did well. Mm-hmm. I will agree, though, that I do like the new Roger, well, too. But I'm, they're, like you said, they're totally different. Yeah. The character is softer and nicer. Obviously, we like to see that people can change and not be jerks forever. So mm-hmm. I like the storyline. But, yeah, I don't know how you compare. Yeah. So... That is all that we have to say about Franco, now known as Franco Baldwin, now known as Drew Kane, <laughs> or he thinks he is known as Drew Kane. So who knows? We will meet you back on Monday. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.